Hey, welcome back, fans, to High School Sunday. This is your host, David Wright, along with Kevin Coe. Buzz Frank is at another reopening of, a, I think it's a Thornton's out in Valley. He's giving away some posters. and Man, uh, Buzz is real. Everybody wants Buzz. Every, yeah, he's a very busy man. He can't help it. His good looks and his golden voice, everybody yeah. wants him. Voice of the Crimsons. Can you believe we're at the halfway part of the regular season? My goodness. Yeah, it's it's flying by. Man. The uh, the season is uh, really, uh, you know, with the bye week and everything, you never never know who's playing either. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started on uh, past Friday's games. I will tell you what, it, there's a there's a couple teams that could be on my list uh, and, and most uh, deservedly team of the week. But before we get into reviewing the games, uh, on a sadder note, uh, Coach Vessel passed away. Uh, Friday. Wow. Uh, that's, yeah, that's We've, we've uh, quoted him many times yeah. on old GOAT radio. That's it, Cole. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> remember him throwing me out of the gym. I he never had, will forget that. I remember uh, when Coach Weston was on, he was reminiscing about his days at Manual when Coach Vessel uh, was uh, over here at the stadium. And he broke into their individual drills. And uh, Dave Weston ran to where Coach Vessel was. He says, what are we doing, Coach? And he says, we're playing football, David. Would you like to try? <laughs> Sounds just like it. I'm telling you that the king of one-liners. Him and uh, Coach Gregory was were the gym teachers down there when we were down there, and they were two of the coolest dudes on on campus. You know, I really uh, Coach Gregory and Coach uh, Vessels was. I, I really liked them. I was talking to Steve. So, you know, and it's too. Sometimes it's too bad. You never really get to tell them how much they really meant. Yeah. You know what? What an impact they were. I mean, he didn't make me go to school and be a you know teacher or anything, but he was just a cool guy, and I really thought a lot of him. Yeah, I, I talked to Steve, his, his son. Uh, I guess it was last evening or whatever. We were talking about some of the games. The first game I remember as a kid was the '69 mail manual game at the fairgrounds, and Steve had said that. He he enjoyed that game more than being an assistant on the '66 state championship team. That that game meant that much to him. So wow. I thought, well, I knew as a kid that game was a major impact on me as to where I was going to go. I was going to play for Manual from that night day on. Manual didn't think so. But <laughs> 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 I did. All right, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and tear the bow off these uh, past games. Uh, Trinity they uh, hosted the undefeated PRP. Panthers. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. Trinity, I mean, just rips them, shuts them down. PRP could stand for put an R in front of that for rip. Yeah, they got one first down the entire game. One first down. Can you imagine that? Yeah, playing and, Trinity. Yeah, and they actually, I think they they dominated the time of possession. And they had what three hundred and seventy-two yards uh, to. Is that a minus fifteen for PRP? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And. uh you know, you can't compare scores and teams, but what? with Mayo, how good is Mayo? Very good. Yeah. If they could shut down a good Trinity team. Well, And yeah. Trinity could very well still win the championship. I called Mayo overrated. My mistake. I will accept my mistake, you know. <laughs> but let, let's uh, – they could – their schedules, they only got, I think, a couple uh, mediocre – well, I wouldn't call them X and Manuel me- mediocre. But yeah, they have some speed bumps in the in the way. Yeah, they they just. Uh, they're, they're but it's not up. a very tough schedule. No, not at all. E, you know, it's user friendly. User I mean, friendly. You, 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 I guess if you schedule Trinity, Saint X, and Manual, would you say that's a hard schedule? I think 
PRP, I think, has got a real tough schedule. PRP or Western or PRP. somebody like that has got a real tough road. It, this starts the uh, month of pain for them. It was Trinity, now St. X, then Mayo, then Manuel. Yeah. And so that's a – Four straight losses. Uh, man, they didn't uh, do themselves any favors. No, but if you want to play with the big boys, I guess that's, that's – You want to get or that? The, well, let's just call them the Courier Journal 4. Yeah, yeah, the media Because darlings. that's the only uh, – thing that they really report on anymore that's uh, the only love you get is uh in, in the papers from the, from the big teams and a little bit of the sales yeah they do love the sales for the courier journal but i mean every once in a while you're going to get some of these other regular schools thrown in there yeah but uh not very often and, you know and all this uh and we'll talk about that in a minute but uh showing some loves to the outer limit schools yeah you know, spencer county and yeah well, I was here and called the uh, Manuel Ballard game. Uh, you know, Ballard for years has always been a nemesis to the Manuel football always, program. Yeah. And uh, Friday night was uh, no exception. It was a very tough Ballard team. And I tell you what, it was kind of cool is they marched in during the warm-ups with a sledgehammer. And they dropped the sledgehammer at the five-yard line. I thought, well, they're going to hammer the M. It's a matter of time they're going to come up and hammer something on our field or whatever. But – it was like the opening scene of 2001 Space Odyssey where you've got the, the uh, primates dancing around that big black box. If you've seen the movie, they're all worshiping this box. It's kind of like that. They did all their warm-ups and everything looking at the sledgehammer. Really? It was really bizarre. I thought, is this the cult of the hammer? Uh, I thought it was bizarre when uh, Fairdale carried around a concrete block with them. No, they do that too? They did that for the until they. I think they won the first game. After you know all the losses, uh, they carried a block with them. A concrete block. That's uh, it's but almost it's WWE stuff, and I like it. It makes it fun. But you know, the first thing you want to ask him, what's the deal with the hammer? I didn't want to get it close to the hammer. Could have been Thor's bigger hammer. Yeah, but they're supposed to be the Bruins. But at least maybe they have another nickname we don't know about. Maybe they're the Lumberjacks or the Paul Bunyans. Is Manuel still doing that? Yeah. Goofy warm up. Yeah, they're doing that thing. Yeah. I seen that on TV, uh, and I was like, "Are they still doing that?" Yeah, it's it's almost like a dance routine. They got it. I mean, I'm sorry, you know. I just I just think you do your calisthenics and 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 then get them fired up, not do a little dance routine with Janet Jackson leading it. It's supposed to be a, a salute to the fans and the parents, so it's kind of a nice touch. Look up at the crowd and cheer for them. Applaud. Yeah. Yay! Thank you, parents, for coming. This this Ballard team. Do they what, do they do regular warm up anyway yeah, though? Yeah. Okay, it's been a while since I've been to a game, as you could tell. Ballard is two and three on the year, but a, a good football team. Ballard has always been a steady football it's team. It's a hard nosed team, and boy, they had uh, they had a couple linebackers that meant business. Forty three was he was in he was instigating a lot of trouble. It was typical Ballard football, uh, typical Manuel Ballard game where it got very chippy and the flags were flying and people were getting knocked into the fences way out of bounds and. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple folded chairs were thrown onto the field. But it, it came down, just like last season, it came down to the last play of the game. And uh, for my call of the game, I thought the kid caught it, but then it was knocked out of his hands in the end zone. I'm going to have to go back and look at the video. I'll get a little excited. Uh, but yeah, you I, do. Yeah. What was the number of the, the linebacker? Uh, 43. Okay. I'm not going to call him out personally here, but he did play a good game. David Daniels from Ballard, the running back, was excellent. Kyle Wolf, the quarterback. I think he's a first-year starter. He did an excellent job under a lot of pressure, but he played pretty pretty well. But well they, they showed on TV that Dorsey and another kid got their helmets knocked off at, at the same time. Yeah, same they, play. Yeah, and they didn't slow down either. They uh, 
Manuel trailed this game 19 to 7 if you can believe that. So it was a pretty good pretty good comeback for them to uh score 17 unanswered to come off the deck. Four games into the season, three of those games you know the Seneca's very down, but the three games they played against good opponents, Manuel struggled offensively and a lot of turnovers. They better get that cleaned up or it'll be a short season. Mm. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope they uh on the positive you know. note though, uh Jake Llewellyn came in and is a guest uh, guest play-by-play men, color analyst, if you will. Uh, former Manuel Crimson, graduated in 08 and uh, played for the Kentucky Wildcat football team. And came up Friday night and did a wonderful job. He, he called the game at a, a whole other level. I called it IQ football. I mean, he was, was – Buzz not here? Buzz was here. He was just color? Yeah, well, I guess they were both were, but he was just a – he'll be back Friday, too. did an excellent job. Cool. Just an excellent job. The biggest thing about football is you, you, you can be around the game your whole life and then you hear somebody else talking you're like, he's looking at things and formations oh. and plays on a whole other level. Right. He's a guy who'd spent a lot of time, as he said, you know, up in college football is a lot different than high school. He said, it's a lot of, it's a lot of film. You're you know, a lot of film. Some people look at the way the play develops. Now, I'm looking at individuals pancaking the other guys as yeah. well. You can run a touchdown, but my the whole thought was, did you see him get pancaked? I, I seen a tombstone pop up, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. So, the, you know. It's a cerebral game. And, uh, and I, you know, a lot of times I get the game, I'm looking at the football. I want to see the ball carrier. I'm watching him. But there's 11 other individual battles going on on one play. Correct, right. And when you remember that, watching some of the game films when we were players on the Saturday mornings, they'd slow it down. They're like, okay, then I'll watch this player, what he did here. And you're like, oh, man, they caught me. Yeah. <laughs> lot, yeah, that's what I've always said. Receivers are staying around. You know, yeah. you got to hit somebody or at least look, put your hand on somebody. You better be running towards something. Yeah. You just Don't can't turn stand around there. Look. Yeah, hand in the pom-poms. Hey, <laughs> wave up at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the play's going the other way. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> okay, the J-Town uh, Chargers, they went up to Lexington and got beat by Paul Lawrence Dunbar, 41-8. to Yeah, love the name Stonebreaker as a coach, but it's a, they're definitely in rebuilding mode. Re- yeah, and let's give them a break. They'll, they'll, J-Town's always been a decent team, and uh, – uh, they've got some growing pains going on right now. They're trying to that, – that school might be in trying to be changed into a more discipline. Uh, you know, we want better kids here. A, des- a destination school, if yeah. you will, where people A want neighborhood to school. Yeah. You know, maybe they're getting the neighborhood kids and they're not that good. Well, they say J-Town exports a lot of athletes to uh, Mayo and Trinity and St. X. I mean, it's a big area out there. Certainly, if they kept some of them at home, they could put something together. Yeah. I always like their uniforms. The uh, lightning bolts, those white lightning bolts on the maroon helmets, thought they looked pretty good. And they've always been a decent team and uh, great facilities out there. And yeah, a nice school. Yeah. And, you know, some kids, when you're looking, uh, you're a freshman, you're getting ready to be a freshman, you want a place to play, and you think, I don't want to sit the bench, I want to be able to play. Uh-huh. Go out to some of these schools if, if now. And I'm sure their academics are a, a good level. Mm-hmm. And it was Mayo, boy, 63, Seneca nothing. Everybody could see this coming. What does, what yeah. does Mayo get out of a, a team like this? Playing Seneca, yeah. playing Fairdale, playing these teams that you're going to just slaughter. I mean, Playing Trinity. Yeah, really. <laughs> what, do, what do they get out of this? Uh, well, it's – Ego, um, it, it can't help. I think it may have been one of those games they just – they had to fill it in, and Mayo's getting that reputation. They've had it for the last three or four seasons. You don't want to play them. They're right. loaded. 
Why yeah, would you want to play them? They're loaded. They've got ringers on that team, and they can physically hurt you. Don't play. You know, I'd much rather see Mayo play a Scott County regular season non-district game, and that's what this one was. I'd rather see them play Scott County. Um, Simon Kenton would have been a good matchup. You know, if those teams wanted to play them, but you know, go schedule you a six eight then, team out in the state and say, okay, you you may not get us get us in the state championship, but you'll know when the season's over where you stacked up against us. But then again, we've complained about Louisville schools not playing Louisville, Louisville schools. schools. Yeah, no, we do yeah. like that. We, yeah, we, but uh, so hey, Mel, good job. Way to um, the train trounce kept, another team. Yeah, that train keeps rolling. Oh, did you see? There were some nice hits on that one. Uh, there was two. Um, uh, hits where one, one of them, the guy, his helmet popped off. It's a play of the Here comes the boom. Week. Yeah, and then, then you see Devin – in the, another, the same play, you see Devin Gentry blindside somebody too. You wonder, you know, of course there's a lot of talent on these teams. You know, obviously Mel was going to win no matter what effort Seneca put up. But you, in some of these games where it's just a mismatch before the game starts, you wonder if the, the, the underdog's like, oh, let's just get it over with. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's just hope nobody gets hurt. Yeah. And when, uh, I think it's and hope the, the running clock starts. The, the, and the psychological advantage of playing St. X and Trinity, there's a lot of years where their teams were no better than the school they were lining up against. But it was a psychological thing. Intimidation. They, they see those helmets and think, oh, it's over. It's yeah. just over before we get started. And look how many players they dress. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Golly, do they stop coming off that bus? Well, you remember we were out there at Trinity two or three years ago, and there was a waiting line on the sidelines for guys to actually warm up. There were so many Trinity yeah. players. Right. And I, do you re- – you know, I guess there's – and they've been successful for years. There's a lot of kids who want to line up and put the uniform on but never see the field. There's a kid uh, I that they, I never would have thought of played. Balfour uh, loves it when they print out those rings, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of customers. Uh, he's a receiver named Connor, Connor Carrico. And he's a baseball player too. And uh, uh, my son played with him in, in uh, you know, youth league baseball and all mm-hmm. that. And um, he's he's a small kid. I never thought that he would uh, play on Trinity's football team. But by golly, he's a good receiver for me. I think he even threw a pass the other day for either a touchdown or yards. You know, a halfback pass like thing. But Connor Carrico's doing a good job for them. And mm-hmm. and that goes to show you, you know, regular size kids can, can play, play for him. Yeah. And the coaching there, let's give a little bit of credit. They have so many coaches on their staff. They, they all think those kids get a lot of individual instructions yeah. on, the fun, on the fundamentals, which, you know, True. public school staffs, a lot of times there's just not enough coaches for the players to spend a lot of time on each kid. I want to say probably the maximum coaching uh, people that they have on the sidelines, maybe around 13, 12 to 13 coaches. And that's not all I'm getting paid. That's – well, you're, mm-hmm. I think they're supposed to be. But that's everybody, including – you know, everybody that has anything to do with the program. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I've seen these Catholic – they all got shirts. They, I even seen a truck one, uh, St. X uh, training staff out on the street on uh, – what is this, Eastern Parkway right here. Yeah. One time, and I thought, my gosh, they got their own truck for, with, with training staff or something on it like that. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's what they call it, your own uh, triage unit. Yeah. <laughs> Mass unit yeah. set up there. But, you know, it, it, but they, you know, you can't complain about it. They, no. They've de- de- developed it itself. Yeah. And it, it, they actually, let's tell the truth, these are schools that love football. Mm-hmm. And the schools allow the alumni to get involved to help their football team. And money. And the money. And there's some public schools here, I'll leave it at that, that have the alumni that would want to do more and want to see the program grow. But for whatever reason, they seem like they're a literal governor. Is about what, how much they help they can exactly. get. Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, St. X, up and down year, they blow out, uh, who was it, uh, Henry Clay, the first game of the year. Then they ran ran over somebody else. Bowling out. Green, wasn't it? And they, they blasted Bowling Green, and then they, they – they ran into the historical loss to Central a couple of weeks ago. That was still – that's hard to fathom. Yeah. You know, it, it's not so – you know, Central's beaten Trinity more than a couple of times down through history. But St. X, you know, there are certain schools, they have that, they have that they almost, hex on them. Two and, years ago, I think they almost yeah, beat them. And they had a block extra point or something that uh, helped St. X yeah. win. But St. X does that to people. They will – in a close game, money's on the green. But uh, – they recovered, went up to Highlands, beat them thirty-one to thirty-seven to six. Thing about Highlands is it sounds good on paper, but then you realize Highlands is one and four. Yeah. And I did read that it's their worst season in seventy-six years of football. Yeah. Wow. What? What? You know, there must be really. Is there another school just opened up up there? Or? Yeah, I think uh, was it Cooper or somebody up? There's a couple of new schools up there. Everybody siphoned off something. Well, Cooper just got beat by somebody. Um, and Simon Kitten's now purporting themselves to be a big power, but they're six A football. Yeah, Cooper just got beat by somebody that was um, like, mediocre. No, I think another good team. But that was a pretty good win for St. X up there at the at the Bluebird Stadium. And I tell you what, that's an odd, odd facility up there. Yeah, what, the, the way bleach, you, bleachers on one side, and then the uh, the sideline. Simon Kitten beat Cooper twenty six to seven. Yes, and you know, Simon Kittens. And that's a team that put up 50-something points at the beginning of the year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Simon Kittens talking 6A championship. And the way the brackets are set up, they could very well get there. The only problem is, come December, they're going to run into some people from Louisville, and it's not mm. going to be pretty. And Cooper beat Highlands 37-13. to 13. Yeah, and that was a big shocker when they opened up yeah. the season. But mm. now looking and seeing how things have kind of transpired for, for the Bluebirds, it's not that big of a surprise. Just an unusual down year for them. I would say that's one of the big surprises of the 2015 season. Besides the central upset of St. X, I think those are two big stories right there at the midway point. Mm-hmm. Well, Butler, the Bears beat a neighborhood team. Doss. Yeah, uh, Butler, I believe, is down. Yeah. Doss is even down further. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought Butler would – I, th- I would have thought Butler would have been a, a good contender this year, but looks like they've been – not doing too well. And it's and this is not the right year to get lined up into the reconstituted – I still call it the Super District. They just moved Trinity out, and they've moved uh, Butler and PRP in. Butler's been beat by Meade County, been beat by DeSales. They beat Western, and they got beat by Fern Creek, and then they beat Doss. Yeah. And this Fern Creek team, we're going to talk about them next. Boy, that's a good football team. I yeah. said that a few weeks ago when I seen them in person. I'd like them see I see them play male. I'd like to see that too. Does that happen? Uh, no, I don't believe it does. But all week long, the folks over there in uh, Colt Country were saying, "Don't worry, we've got them. We'll take care of Fern Creek." They did. Fern Creek shut them down. Fern Creek's got a cakewalk after um, after their game with Sales. They play Fairdale, Southern, Doss, Iroquois, and Atherton. All district games. I believe uh, all of them, maybe except Southern, uh, are all district games. And, you know, I, I don't think – I think they may have been disappointed that they changed places with J-Town. J-Town went back up to 6A. Fern Creek moved down to 5A. But this Fern Creek team could very well end up being a state uh, title contender. They could probably get to the semifinals at least. Oh, yeah. They've only been challenged by Manuel, and they lost that 28-18 to 18 
but that's the only team that's challenged them. I mean, D Sales was fourteen and nothing. That's still that's still a game in doubt going into fourth quarter. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, get Josh Abel, of course, another manual graduate, former player, former manual coach. Don Don Hill reaches out there at Fern Creek, and Eric Baxter, the former old goat himself, is on the staff. So, always good to see your friends do well. Yeah. Especially at Fern Creek. I, I mean, a school that was real. Well, Joe Nichols did did his part to bring them back. But yeah, they. It's a rebuilding program. It's it's just starting to pay off dividends. And now. I'm sure a lot of these people are Joe Nichols. Oh yeah, uh, disciples. Yeah, disciples and their kids. Uh, Joe Nichols, you know, not mm-hmm. recruited, but people came out there because of Joe Nichols. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they've got a good uh, um, booster club and stuff oh, out yeah, there. Oh yeah, strong support out there. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Can't say anything bad about Fern Creek. No. Nope. Now, I could, we could go back years when we played. I could say some bad things about them. Yeah. But not now. I mean, when you get to be an adult and, you, you know, you, you know the people on these other teams are just regular people like us. They're not demonic creatures. and <laughs> They're just people of the game of football. And you see where coaches will go from one school to the next. You, there's a lot of camaraderie there. And you appreciate the competition. There's Yeah. As you get older, you know, you forget about the cheap shots that you put on people and <laughs> – <laughs> Bricks being thrown through your uh, bus after a game. You can't <laughs> let bygones be bygones. Those things did happen, by the way. Yep. Did I avoid people with sledgehammers? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> they got uh, – Fern Creek's got that Kinslow. Yeah. And he plays running back and linebacker. They've got some players on He looks team. pretty good size, too. He is. They've got some studs out there at Fern Creek. And uh, like I said, but them moving down to 5A, I don't know what the rest of the state has to offer as far as competition goes, but I like their chances. They yeah. run that unusual offense, variations of the wing tee. It's not all wing tee these days, but uh, looks, when they line up in a weird formation. It looks like 100, 174 yards for D sales and 100, 262 for, um, what you call it, for Fern Creek. And Fern Creek r- rushes a whole lot. That means a fast game. 43 rushes, I believe. Yeah, I'd just like to see this game played later in October with the, the Halloween colors of their uniforms would really be cool. you know, you got the orange and black of Fern Creek and then the brown and orange of DeSales. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm going to tell you, DeSales brings a crowd wherever they go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wherever, they're serious about tailgating in high school football. Uh-huh. And uh, good to see a South End school prosper like they are. Yes, sir. Well, Eric, we're speaking of the their neighbor – Sales' neighbor, Eric Hoy, they won again 22-20 to 20 over more. Not as good as they were last year, but, you know. At least they've got some wins. It's not a, some W's on the you board. know, yeah, being beat every game. I'd like to uh, see what kind of crowd support uh, Eric Hoy gets. They got some cool-looking uniforms this season. They seen. do. Yeah. They do. They're different. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Wagner, 33, Atherton, 7. Yeah. Typical score against Atherton. I call this the good housekeeping bowl. Both of them from nice neighborhoods, nice houses all around them, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, kind of like the neighborhoods. I, the campuses are nice. I think Atherton put sixty-two points on the board last week, didn't they? Yeah, smoked, like they smoked for, uh, Fort Knox really bad. Yeah, that's got to be a school record. Yeah, it was their points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, they put up the sixty-two. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure everybody got that. Okay. Oh, how about the Bulldogs of Fairdale, 54-26 to 26 against a pretty good Valley team. Valley was not a bad team. My uh, Dalton Sissel Award candidate, Max Cole, had a pretty good night. 
Max Cole had um, four touchdowns in the first half. Uh, three rushing and one interception. He ran back for 14, 18 yards, something like that, which was right in front of me on the chains there. Beautiful. Um, he, looks, he looks surprised. But um, um, Valley has a player, uh, number five, named Devious Brooks, I believe is his name. That's what they <laughs> called him. Uh, and what they could have done is pass to him every single time, and he probably would have caught uh, out of ten passes, eight of them. He's that good. He's a junior. Uh, very cocky. Um, he's a good player. He's a good player. They had a good, decent running back, and uh, Campos is going to be one of the better quarterbacks. He, he's he's skinny, uh, but he's not he's not that bad, and he's he's got some confidence. Uh, and and they're going to weed out a lot of the people that are uh, with. The, I believe this new staff is probably a pretty good, disciplined staff uh, for um, Valley. But they're going to weed out some of the, the bad kids. I mean, you Can't, you still got some kids that want to throw their helmets and stuff like uh, that. Um, take their helmets off when they're walking off the sideline. I heard a coach yelling at one kid, put your helmet back on. Um, they, you know, they've got uh, Campos as one of the assistant coaches. And John L. Smith's son, I believe it's Nick Smith, is assistant coach too. But you know what? Play Collins should have just been throw it to number five every single time. Uh, he had the ball. It, one of our guys had the ball in the end zone, and there was a jump ball, and our kid had hit both hands wrapped around it, and he ripped it right out of their hands. Oh boy! So they've got a player out there. They do, yeah. I mean, they've they've got number thirty-five. I don't know what his, what his um, name was, but he was a big hitter. They got some big boys out there at Valley. Campos, of course, that's the name that comes from the University of Louisville football program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but for Fairdale. Um, Jordan Brock had two interceptions, and uh, uh, Buzz knows who he is. Um, he had two interceptions. Um, Jalen um, Trotter had a uh, ran ran a kickoff back for a um, touchdown, and David Harris ran. Uh, they put him in the fourth quarter. He's the bus. He trucks it down about six five yards at a time. Oh boy! And he ended up scoring. Uh, and David Harrison in number eight, Vichon, played great defense. He just grabbed – he grabbed Campos down with one arm, slammed him down, and Campos didn't know where he was at. Oh he boy. slammed him down hard. And it didn't look that bad, but you could, it was forceful. Uh, so, yeah, Max had uh, five touchdowns, ended up with five touchdowns, and kicked uh, four extra – Four or five extra points. A couple of them weren't two. I think two of them weren't no good. Thirty-four points in one game. That is a career for a lot of players. Yeah, and then he didn't play a whole lot in the third, fourth quarter. Pretty tired. But oh, and he even uh, kicked uh, kicked off and recovered his own onside kick. <laughs> yeah, that was funny because uh, because the kids he kicked it and then was running like and uh, you know his onside kick and then dove right on it. It was like. Man, they got that, you know. Wow, they an incredible player, incredible player. Yeah, he did. He did and, and a big first win for the Bulldogs. Uh, our, the line's doing a great job. Garcia's, both Garcia's are doing good. Uh, the offensive line, you know, they've got to be doing their job for him to get yards and um, David Harris for him to get his yards. And um, what, no, I don't think we had one interception either. Not bad. Dylan Garcia's doing good at quarterback. It was, it was a good game. And, and don't uh, – just because the score was, what, 50-something to – 26. Six, yeah. Valley was not out of it. 
until the about the last four or five minutes. No kidding. I, I didn't feel comfortable until the, just about all the clock ran off because I'm telling you that Devious Brooks is just an awesome player, and with Campos throwing the ball up near like that with him, they're they're not out of any game. Oh boy, and they can put up some points, evidently. Yeah. Well, here's a team. Um, talk about. I'm going to have to call them the new kids on the block. And we very rarely talk about them. Spencer County has been, only been playing football since 2004. They're 5-0, and and they beat Bullet Central, a pretty good team. I believe you've seen them play this year. Yeah, yeah. 77-42. to Sounds like a basketball game. They rushed for 737 yards. So this wasn't a team that got it done through the air. That's just flat, flat out running over people. And Bullet Central's defense is it's, not that bad. I believe they were undefeated coming into the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Spencer County just um, what was it? Um, let's see, Spencer County's three-headed rushing attack accounted for 585 yards. So they still got have 700 something for something. That just shows you what a little bit of population shift will do for a high school. The schools, the counties touching Jefferson County, they're starting to get better and bigger and bigger and better. As They've each got year, each year goes along. Yeah, just just like Eric last year, if you got a good senior group, you're you're gonna you're gonna win. Experience. There's no substitute for experience at yeah. this level in football. Because you're not scared. These freshmen are, you know. And I'm telling you, if you're a freshman, if you, you want to play football, go to a school that your neighborhood school. You don't have to go to the big schools, and you'll get playing time. Just like Jordan Brock, he was sitting a bench out there, I believe, at uh, Bullet e- Bullet Central. Mm-hmm. transferred to Fairdale, talked to his dad last night. He loves it at, at Fairdale. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing, he's getting to play. I, you know, academics is another thing. I don't I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I just talk about the sports with him. And uh, he's going to be playing football. Next year, He'll he's liable to even be the quarterback. You know? Changes and, in latitude, yeah. changes in attitude. And, and that's where he played all of his youth league at. So, you know, people know you when you play youth league all the way up at certain mm-hmm. places. I don't know. Western beat Holy Cross twenty-five to twenty-one. Another neighborhood battle. Mm-hmm. And Western had that uh, accidental somebody calling in saying they were gonna. Yeah, that day. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot yeah. up the place. Yeah, I had seen the helicopters and all that. Thankfully, there was nothing to nothing it. Nothing happened. Yeah. What's wrong with kids? What are, what, I can't say it's a kid doing it, but what's wrong with people doing well, stuff? Well, you like know, that? anything to get out of class, I guess. Yeah, they are wise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Western, um, they they are on top of uh, Holy Cross. I don't know really. I know Holy Cross has got Josh Abel. Uh, I think Josh Abel's his name. I know his name's Abel, but uh, he's a good kid. He's a prospect. Yeah, they're one and four on the year. Tough year for the Cougars. Yeah, it's only going to get tougher. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Especially now that the pendulum is definitely swung toward the sales. There's a limited amount of South End guys out there. Yeah, we're checking out our thing. You got KCD here, 38, Bethlehem 14, North Bullet 40, Marion County six. Uh, they put uh, North Bullet back in the win and call them again. Four and one with their new coach this year, and Boyle County forty eight, Collins fourteen. Collins must be down. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a guy from Boyle County yesterday. Uh, 
we talked about the coaching staffs and all that out there. Their coaching staff only really wants them playing one sport. Baseball yeah. players play baseball, football play football, and basketball play basketball. Where other schools encourage them to get out there and get out there and do it all. Christian Academy, they beat North Oldham. North Oldham must be down this year. I think they're one and four. Yeah, they lost that Beasley and a couple other guys. Well, I'm going to dust off the crystal ball. Some of these are going to be district games this week. It's going to make it fun. Sounds like it's starting already. Yeah, that's true. Shawnee will play at Eminence. Got to go with Eminence. This is a uh, teams where either one of them, you know, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Shawnee. Okay. Give me a pin. Grant County travels. Well, that's a long ride. Grant County to Holy Cross. You know that's got to wear you down. I think the Cougars get win, too. Yeah, I'm going to get Holy Cross on this one. And here's the Battle of the Burgundies. Atherton at Doss. This game could be confusing with all the same color uniforms. One's got a dragon and one's got the Scarlet A. Yeah. I'm going to go with Doss. Doss is not that bad of a team, usually. I'm going with Doss. got it. Central at Wagner, I, there, this one won't be close. I wonder how many penalties would be thrown. I'm going to go with Central. Central. Ooh. You, anybody remember the old movie uh, back in 78, The Warriors? Yeah. Remember the, the uh, who was the actor? I can see his face clear as day. but He just, has no name. Nobody knows who he is. At, at the end of the movie, he's got those uh, Miller, Miller pony bottles. Yeah. He's clicking them together. He's saying, Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> Every time I think that of could Western. backfire. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see Western, I think about it. Well, they are the Warriors, aren't they? But I think they're a different warrior, at least on their, on their school mascot. I think Manuel is homecoming, but and now even, they scheduled a homecoming team. Even that won't this year. Even that won't help Western this time. Here's a big. I guess this is a district game, and uh, some say it's a big rivalry. Eastern at Ballard. I'm going Ballard. with Ballard. I think Although bunch. this could be a good game, and usually it is a good game. Eastern is up and down, so I don't know. Probably but I'm going with Ballard. The only deficiency I saw in Ballard is they, a lot of their skill kids go both ways. That, a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. That wears them down. You can tell when a team gets wore down. Fairdale travels to Fern Creek, and I think the, tight, the creek continues to rise. Yeah, I think uh, Fern, this will be a uh, 44-6 to six game. And then Thomas Nelson at Moore. Don't know much about the Generals. I'm going to go with Moore. Me too. I like the home team. Uh, Trinity, at, it's no district game. Trinity at J-Town. They shouldn't even play this game. And they're in their district now. It's just. Uh, yeah, I guess they have to. Yeah, it's it's Trinity. Definitely Trinity. Um, running clock, you know, I don't. somebody said they can't do it before half. I wondered that we were. This, Somebody told me they couldn't do it before half. I think the Seneca game was that situation for us where it stayed uh, regular situation until uh, halftime yeah. started happening. So you got to score all your points first half. Butler and Mayo, the traditional high school bowl. This is this is a no brainer here. This is it's gonna run another running clock here. Yeah, Mayo. Ericoy at Southern. I gotta go with. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Southern. Yeah. Southern with their new coach. And I figured this, we'd save this one for last. This is probably going to be the most competitive game on the slate. St. X at PRP. They visit the black hole. I don't think this is going to be, this will be a um, 34 to 14 game. That type Saint of game. X. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. 
for Buzz Frank, who's out. This is David Wright for Kevin Coe. Thanks for listening. See you next week.